0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Understory podcast. Understory is a global community of startups and innovators for a sustainable future. And uh, we're so excited today to have David Wei, who is the head of corporate development at SolarCal. David, thank you so much for joining the Understory podcast today.
1: Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: So, Tell us more about your journey first. How did you get into SolarCal before we talk about the company itself?
1: (laughs) Great question. So I actually interned with the SolarCal team back in 2018 when I was getting my MBA at Columbia. Uh, SolarCal is founded by a group of Columbia alums led by Yaniv uh, Kalish and our COO, uh, Neil Sharma. And uh, I really enjoyed working with the team when I was at CBS. And uh, we kept in touch. And then they had a very exciting role for me. Uh, so I actually technically joined SolarCal um, about 12, 12, 13 months ago.
0: Very cool. And um, so in terms of SolarCal, um, you know, it's about solar because it's in the name of the company, <laughs> but tell us more about the company mission, uh, where in the solar energy market does the company play and um, who does the company work with, et cetera?
1: Sure. Um, So in a nutshell, uh, SolarCal is the largest B2B business-to-business solar energy marketplace in the U.S., um, as I mentioned, founded in 2017 uh, by Yaneva and Neil. Um, And so our goal is to connect organizations to solar providers who compete for their business uh, using our one-stop solar procurement platform. Uh, And, uh, you know, in in essence, our goal is to make solar accessible to every organization. Um, We've got almost 200 solar suppliers. And we facilitated over 140 million in total projects uh, with uh, almost 70 million in 2020
0: alone. Wow. And um, it's interesting you talk about the solar procurement platform. And um, I think for most people, when they think about solar, they think about the solar panels on the roof and they don't necessarily think about the whole ecosystem. Could you kind of help our audience understand what does solar procurement mean? Um, and what are some of the different components that solar cow or generally in the industry uh, kind of exists in terms of these different stakeholders and players?
1: Sure. Um, I like using like an example. So I'm I'm a boy from New Jersey. So I like using you know a warehouse in New Jersey is a pretty standard example. So you know if I owned a, a mall or a warehouse or I had a just a car dealership and I have I've got a roof just sitting on top of my building that provides me you know shelter but is generally speaking a cost. It's a depreciable asset. Um, I can find out through, you know, various methods that solar is a really attractive option for me. So for example, in New Jersey, uh, if I were to install a solar system on that roof, I'll probably see somewhere between 25 and 30% uh, IRR on an annual basis. Uh, And that's a really, really attractive value proposition for me as a business owner. But my core competency as a as a dealer, car dealer, or a warehouse owner, is not in solar. And solar is a bit of a complicated, uh, you know, stru- a structure, a bit of a complicated process. Um, you know, there are tax credits involved. Um, and it, it's overall pretty opaque. Um, it's hard to you know, really identify. Am I getting a good price when I reach out to a certain solar installer, for example? Uh, it's hard to you know really monetize. You know, if I'm in New Jersey, the 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 associated recs or the the credits for generating my uh, electricity. Um, and so that's where SolarCal comes in. We really aim to help bring transparency to the entire process. Kind of think you know like um, the Airbnb of solar, or um, you know maybe like Fiverr. Um, or lending tree, I think are you know great examples where we um, provide a marketplace and we provide um, you know a, a bevy of solutions and we cater um, our solution set to what is best for your specific business.
0: Interesting. So, taking that example, it could be finding the best suppliers for particular kind of solar panel. Uh, people who act or companies that actually help install the solar panel and as well as kind of perhaps advisory that um as you say works out the tax credit and and rules with respect to install installing solar uh technology if you will
1: yeah i think that's absolutely right you know if you think you know if i were a business owner and i wanted to figure out how to do solar i'd reach out to a couple solar installers in my local neighborhood and they'd say okay hey david i'll install for a hundred dollars I have no idea if $100 is is cheap, expensive, uh, is a good deal or not. Um, And it's hard for me to compare apples and oranges. Um, But, you know, when you come to SolarCal, typically speaking, we'll have, um, you know, know, of our 200 suppliers, we'll typically have somewhere between 20 and 30 looking at your project. You'll get maybe 10 to 12, um, you know, first round proposals. And then we'll whittle it down to two to four finals proposals and and help you um, really identify the best proposal for you. Um, And, you know, a lot of times the criteria goes a lot further than just price, you know, involves, um, you know, holistic understanding of who's got local area expertise, um, you know, who operates in my backyard. So I can be really confident of, you know, the ongoing relationship. Um, And SolarCal is really here to act as that intermediary, act as that, um, you know, source of transparency in the marketplace and save you money. So on average, uh, we save our customers about 30%. Um, versus uh, bids they've seen outside the platform.
0: And is that net to um, what the clients pay solar call? Do, do, uh, Cal depends on your. Uh, wow, that's pretty yeah, good. That
1: um, yeah, yeah, 30% actually, savings. Yeah, that, that may sound um, insane, but actually, we've been able to demonstrate that time and time again, and that's in large part because when you know when uh, your local contractor calls you up and says, "Hey, I'll install it for hundred dollars," baked in that is you know a very huge percentage of soft costs, gross margin. Um, so, typically speaking, and you can see government sources that point this out, anywhere between forty and sixty percent of costs of a solar system is soft costs because it is again uh, like a a a, um, a longer sales cycle. Um, you know, with pretty significant customer acquisition costs. And so uh, installers have to bake that into the prices um, that they quote for people who actually do go through and create their solar, uh, do, do go through and actually install their solar systems. Um, and so what we do when we step in is we, um, you know, reduce the customer acquisition costs for our suppliers. In return, they can chop their prices pretty significantly. Um, and, and, you know, our customers benefit from, you know, the marketplace competition effect um, right. as, as well as the fact that SolarCal, um, you know, as as the leading B two B marketplace in the U S, um, has great brand recognition, and so our installers know that we're just going to keep putting good projects in front of them, projects that we've qualified, um, and so you know that incentivizes all parties to um, you know ch- chip away at some of those soft costs.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about kind of the demand side and then perhaps the, uh, the supply side. So on the demand side, so these are organizations and companies that are considering solar energy as a source of energy and uh, or want to upgrade their existing energy infrastructure uh, to include solar. How have you seen that demand change um, in the US? Any particular industries or geography that has more demand than others?
1: Sure, great question. I'd say it's incredibly early innings for solar adoption by businesses. So um, research we've seen um, you know out there suggests that about four and a half to maybe five percent of rooftops in the country have solar on them. Um, and, and we think that solar is an attractive proposition for most businesses in the country. Um, again, as I mentioned up front, the value proposition is real. So you know in states where you have attractive incentives like New Jersey, you can get that 20 to 25 to thirty percent IRR. And a lot of other states, even without, um, you know direct state incentives. You uh, you benefit from federal incentives, so you can get, for example, an investment tax credit back worth twenty six percent of the value of the system in year one, and you can also benefit from um, an accelerated depreciation benefit, uh, which nets out to, depending on your tax rate, somewhere around fifteen percent. So upfront, you get forty percent of your system back in year one from the U.S. government, um, and and it really helps drive the value proposition uh, of solar across like a whole spiel. Um, of, of states and it's it's an, uh, an incredible investment um and and uh so you know to, to take it back a little bit and you know directly answer your question it's, it's just a really attractive investment to be uh, to make and so we've seen a lot of different businesses all, across all different walks of life's different different business verticals um approach solarcal and help them uh, for us uh to, to step in and help them understand how to do solar uh more efficiently
0: Interesting. So before we turn to the supply side, one of the things you mentioned uh, as an example of what the government uh, benefits uh, is being offered to businesses is accelerate depreciation. Um, can you kind of describe that a little bit more kind of the impact on on business? I, I suppose that the, the solar uh, investment in solar is a capital investment, but with a accelerated depreciation that provides some benefit to a customer's PL.
1: Yeah, um, that's 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 right, and I don't want to get too far into the details there because it depends on your tax situation um, right. as well as your overall tax rate. Um, but generally speaking, what you can do is you can account for the entire value of the system uh, upfront in year one, accelerate the depreciation into year one, um, which has a significant benefit um, to your bottom line. So as long as you have the taxable income to Be able to you know consume the both the investment tax rate and the accelerated depreciation, you can get, as I mentioned, about 40% back in year one. Um, you know, and it's not even just in year one. So even if you don't consume it all in year one, you can carry it forward um, you know, 15, 20 years.
0: Yeah. Well, we have to make the caveat here that we're not providing tax <laughs> yes, advice. Absolutely. But, um, it's really interesting to to understand some of these dynamics because the, if the organization is not paying attention to some of these regulations and benefits, um, they, they may not know how to kind of navigate um, these kinds of investments. So let's move to the supply side. So how have you seen the supply side change uh, in light of the supply chain challenge, in light of just uh, competition from other countries? What, what has been kind of the dynamics on the supplier side?
1: Yeah, so um... If you were to take a step back and look at just the the highest of levels and just think about solar panels at large, the price of solar panels has just relentlessly come down um, over the call it 60 years of solar panels being in existence. Um, You know, if you look at it today, Solar panels are now the cheapest source of um, electricity in the United States, and it's the fast and growing source of electricity in the United States. Um, so if you look at utilities and what they're installing on an annual basis, the answer is solar and wind. Um, and, and so there's an incredible value proposition by, uh, that, that's kind of arisen uh, because we've crossed that point of no return where solar is now cheaper um, than traditional sources of electricity. Um, now, you know, who we directly work with is not necessarily the solar panel manufacturers, but rather the solar panel suppliers. So, um, you know, the, the um, sorry, not just suppliers, but, you know, engineers, procurement and construction companies that install and, 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 and um, you know, provide their expertise to actually install the system on somebody's roof. And so we work with. um, There's there's about 5,000 in the United States. We, uh, as I mentioned, have uh, you know close to 200 on our platform. Um, You know what we do is we 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 vet um, all the suppliers on our platform. We go through we put them through a rigorous process, so we have full confidence in everything that they construct. Um, and, you know, once they're on the platform, what we do is we, um, you know, connect them to the, the, the leads and the projects that make the most sense for them. And so, so, as I mentioned, of the 200 projects, not necessarily all will be relevant for a specific project. So if I'm installing, you know, a, like a, a 150 megawatt or a kilowatt system on my roof, in New Jersey, that might not be for everyone. Um, you know, uh, and and so we might there might be you know, maybe thirty or forty relevant installers that um, you know would consider that in their wheelhouse. But um, because we know so much about you know making the right matches, um, we can facilitate really strong deal flow, which which results in higher conversion, which results in happy customers and happy installers.
0: Who are your competitors in the U.S. If I may um, ask that
1: question? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say because you know I think it's a, it's a very very early um you know innings um you know sector or a so, uh, sector not only solar um you know very early innings but marketplace wise you know we there are a couple of B2C marketplaces out there um but we feel like we're the only ones doing B2B um you know as I mentioned uh, you know we're the largest we've done um you know a, a 140 million in projects to date. Um, and and that, that kind of breaks down to, you know, around 60 individual projects in our four year um, history.
0: That's pretty incredible. And in terms of the client's profile, what sorts of organizations you work with? I noticed that on your website, I think Cornell University uh, is one of the customers. But what, what are the other examples?
1: Yeah, um, great question. We we've got a whole slew. We're very fortunate enough to have have uh, Cornell as a customer, and we're actually on uh, uh, uh with them with um, you know, at, at least another project. Um, so a fabulous team to be working with. But you know, uh, the Boston Zoo um, is one. We we pretty much work. Um, I think the major verticals are universities the zoo belongs on a community we do industrials agriculture um we also work with um you know refineries looking to improve their footprint um uh but i think actually one of the you know fastest growing segments um on the solar cloud solar cloud platform is the real estate segment and the asset management segment. So, um you know part of the benefits of being a b2b um you know marketplace is that once you you get the first uh, uh, project done um your customers on the other on the other end tend to have more than one project so You know, if you're to imagine a B2C solar marketplace where, um, you know, I personally might only have one house (laughs) uh, to put a solar system on top of, there isn't that much repeatability. But in the B2B space, there's a huge amount of repeatability. And so those real estate and asset management companies will typically have, you know, hundreds to thousands of buildings. And so once we work um, with them to, you know, get the first deal done, the next 10, 20 are, are so much easier Um, And so we've seen that be uh, probably the largest segment um, of our customer base uh, uh, over the last couple of years.
0: And for kind of a, I don't know if there is like a typical size, but let's take a university and uh, one project from initially getting on to the marketplace, understanding what sorts of things are in there to installing the solar panels. How long does that take usually?
1: So um, you know, our process when when so uh once we sign a customer and they decide to join SolarCal and you know go through our process, um, the the process of identifying like the right solution for you um to getting a finalist awarded, a final contractor awarded, typically it takes, I would say, maybe. Two to three months, two closer to two months. Um, our RFP process or our marketplace process tends to take about a month, and so the the rest of the time sort of you know making sure that we get the right you know okay from the, the correct decision makers at the the um, you know at the businesses that we're working with, and you know some a little bit of buffer time for just uh, onsite visits. Um, but you know once you make that match, things go a lot smoother. You know it's contract negotiations. Um, And and then construction and the construction can take typically, you know, like, like a lot of similar construction projects anywhere between maybe like six and 12 to at at the long end, maybe 18 months. But realistically, you're looking at six months for um, installation of a system.
0: Got it. And David, last question for you, for prospective partners and customers, how can they learn more about SolarCal?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, our website is solarcal.com. Solar. K-A-L dot com, um, you know, very simple uh, <laughs> a URL there. But, uh, you know, we're, we're always happy to help every business. Our goal um, is to offer organizations across the country access to the leading and largest commercial solar energy marketplace and get the right project done for for them. And uh, everything we do is in the pursuit of doing that. And, uh, you know, we're happy to connect there and and try to figure out solar for you.
0: David, thank you so much for sharing some insights about SolarCal, but also about the solar industry in general. And uh, we look forward to seeing more SolarCal and uh, more solar panels uh, in our communities. Thank you.
1: Thank you.